I feel like massage guns have just exponentially become more and more widely used or more popular. And it's all over social media, being advertised in stores, Amazon, everywhere. You, can, you name it, you can find any type of massage gun that you're looking for. And I remember when the first, I think, Theragun came out and I was looking at this thing. Of course, it has value. Every tool and all the research and the development of it. I always like to think that they did their due diligence to make sure that everything is what they want it to be, right? The product is going to be good. But at the same time, when I first saw the Theragun, and this is, of course, long time ago, it may be seven, eight years ago that I first saw that original Theragun. And the thing to me that stuck out was the practicality. It was kind of weird and awkward to hold. It was extremely loud. But anyway, fast forward to present day. I mean, even if you just type in massage gun or percussion massage gun, percussion therapy on Amazon, you're going to have all of these from name brand massage guns by big companies to just knockoffs that you can purchase. So in this episode, I want to dive into what is known out there, how I like to use this and my recommendations. If you're looking to add this to your toolbox, will it actually help you? Or is it something that you can get by without? Is it not that necessary for you to have? Listen to this episode and let's jump into this topic. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back everyone to the HNL Movement Podcast. For any of my new listeners tuning in for the first time, you're in the right place to hear about all of these topics and guest interviews that deal with optimizing human performance. All of my returning listeners, thank you again for tuning in. And as the year comes to a close rapidly and you're looking for Christmas gifts, you know, maybe this is something, this episode might be of interest to you to actually talk about and break down what percussion therapy is and what are the benefits and how should you use these massage guns but before we get into all of that for all of you out there if you haven't heard some of the past episodes go check out the previous library of episodes on all of your favorite podcasting platforms also check out my youtube channel for the guest interviews a lot of great guests have come on and shared their stories their journey experiences that we all can take something away from to help us along our journey go check out the video highlight clips on my youtube channel there's small snippets bite-sized clips that will match the audio that you've been listening to and in addition check out all of my social media platforms starting to work on a lot more content to get educational resources out there information out there and everything from training tips to breaking down some of the literature bringing some explanation to everyone out there so go check out all of my social media platforms everything across the board you can find me at hnl movement and with that let's jump into today's episode i am going to keep this one short and sweet one because i don't think myself included i don't think we fully understand all of the benefits or exactly all of the effects that it has on performance so because i think that there's limited evidence and research out there that'll keep this episode short and also to actually use and apply percussion therapy or massage guns i don't think it's a very difficult concept or thing to understand so that'll also keep this episode short as well but let's break this down so the first thing that i want to say is that I kind of alluded to this a second ago, but there is very limited research studies 
or science behind percussion therapy. There's a lot more research on full body vibration therapy or more global vibration therapy. And I'll be the first one to say that I'm not the best to understand all of the ins and outs of what the benefits are with vibration therapy. But overall, it's stressing your tissues in a way that is going to create some positive adaptation, whether that's cellular communication or maybe improving some of the sensory inputs and mechanoreceptor functions in your joints, tendons, ligaments, all of those types of things, getting some blood flow to the area, you're going to get some positive changes. And some of the things with vibration therapy is that they're saying that it might enhance neuromuscular firing, motor unit firing, and because of that, you're gonna get some strength or performance or some type of positive adaptation whenever you do some type of training or activity. Now, the interesting thing is what happens when you take that same vibration concept or strategy and you apply it locally to certain areas, your muscular tissues, and do we get the same type of responses or adaptations? We can, in theory, assume that, yes, we would get some of that. But when it comes to actual research in this percussive therapy or massage guns, all of the things that you see on the consumer level, there are very little studies or evidence as to what types of effects we're actually getting. A lot of this is anecdotal, which that holds weight too, because anecdotally, if we see some of these effects, we can later on study this in research and try to see what types of adaptations are we actually causing and creating. So when I say there's limited evidence, I would be surprised if there was even 10 studies that looked at this effects on athletes, on anything related to training or performance. For me, doing a quick search in the literature across databases, there might only be less than five, maybe like two or three studies that actually have looked into the effects of massage guns or percussive therapy. So again, you can see that there's not too much things that have been well studied yet. So a lot of this is going to be anecdotal, which is okay, that's a good start, but we don't really fully understand what are we doing other than theoretical assumptions, what are we actually doing to the tissues? So some of the things that I've come across in the very few studies there are is that one, the percussive therapy, it will increase your range of motion. And of course, this is most likely to have some type of transient effect. So it's not going to be permanent or long-term, but if it's going to increase range of motion after doing percussive therapy over certain localized areas, you can already see this could be a tool that I could use. But at the same time, there are other things that increase range of motion, right? Temporarily. I mean, even something like static stretching or foam rolling, rolling out, all of these types of things, massage, right? They transiently improve range of motion. So again, you're trying to see where does this massage gun technique fit into our other tools that we have in our toolbox. And I think the big thing that the research also says is that this doesn't seem to affect our ability to fire our muscles or doesn't decrease or decline our maximal voluntary contraction, meaning that you're still able to produce the amount of force voluntarily after you do a little bit with the massage gun. And a lot of these studies will look at like even five minutes, maybe 30 seconds to about five minutes of working on a single muscle. And that has shown that you get improved range of motion again, and you don't lose maximal force production voluntarily when you try to use that muscle or that joint. So that's kind of what the evidence says. Some of the things that we speculate why this is happening is one, you're applying a lot of the same concepts as anything that applies pressure into your muscles and your fascia. So anything like massage, like foam rolling, rolling out with other tools, that pressure 
is going to help to bring blood flow to the area locally. It's also going to reduce the viscosity of the fluids in that area. So of course, in our fascia, we have all of our extracellular matrix. If that's really thick, it can impede you know, anything from neuromuscular firing rates. It can impede the strength and force that we produce. So just getting things to be less viscous, more fluid in that area, that can provide some benefit too. And the whole thought is that this is going to reduce the types of unwanted or unnecessary resistance that we have in our muscles and our fascia. So again, that component of the pressure. Now, when we add the percussion element to it or that vibration, a lot of this is thought to limit or decrease any type of pain response, any type of nociceptor or mechanoreceptor type of hypersensitivity, meaning that these receptors are sensing, are overly sensitive to everything that's going on we're trying to bring them back down into a normal zone of sensitivity and because of this it's very good at decreasing pain if you know me you know i'm always on the run up early and home late so having a three-hour morning routine isn't really in the cards for me what is in the cards is ag1 it's a fast way to get vitamins and minerals i need to perform I first gave AG1 a try because it was, I wanted a single solution that helps support my entire body by filling in nutrient gaps and simplifying my morning routine. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've always felt strong and energized and ready to attack the day. Not only does AG1 deliver my daily dose of vitamins, minerals, pre- and probiotics, and more, it's a powerful, healthy habit that's also powerfully simple. It's one scoop, mixed in water, once a day, and every day. I know that AG1 is giving my body high-quality nutrition. Every batch of AG1 goes through a rigorous testing process so you know that it's safe. And AG1 ingredients are sourced for absorption, potency, and nutrition density. AG1 is a supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. Here is your chance to start every day this season with a gift to yourself. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash provengrit. That's drinkag1.com slash provengrit. Check it out but also probably decreasing some of the muscle stiffness that we might carry in our muscles. And we want our muscles to be more pliable, feeling more loose, because again, that helps us to do certain types of movements, but helps us to perform better in activities and sports. So that's kind of in a nutshell, what we speculate and what is known in the literature out there. So to recap, it's going to increase your range of motion, it's going to do so in a way that we don't think it affects or decreases your maximal force production or maximal voluntary contraction. And it's going to help to decrease muscle pain and muscle stiffness. So now let's move on to the second point. What does this mean and how to use this? And this is going to be extremely simple because this is exactly how I apply it. I don't overthink this at all. Basically what I wanna do is try to use the percussion therapy to get blood flow to the area. Again, we're getting indirectly reducing the viscosity in that localized area. And I want you to do this just to think, let's try to prep or prepare the muscle to do something after that, whether that's a workout, even if it's after activity and you're recovering, you're trying to prep and prepare your muscles, prevent it from getting so muscle sore or reducing the DOMS effect from your workout so that you're prepping it for the next workout or you're prepping it for the next day to recover a little bit more thoroughly. 
So again, going back to how to use it. One, pick a setting that you can tolerate that's not going to be extremely uncomfortable where you're fighting against it and tensing up. So you want to try to relax into the percussion or the massage gun that it's applying to your tissues. The second thing is, if it's for a warm up, then I would probably go and move around the muscle. I wouldn't keep it in one spot too much unless it's super, super tight. But other than that, just think about it. Like I wanna get that movement and get all of the blood flow and the fluids and get my whole muscle prepped, especially if that muscle is feeling a little restricted or tight. And then typically a few minutes even, it's going to help you to feel like, okay, I'm a little looser. I may perceive less muscle soreness or tightness. And then I can actually do my warm up or do my activity of choice, whatever you're going to do next. Now, if this is after activity, a lot of times what I'm thinking after activity is I'm trying to prevent delayed onset of muscle soreness. So I'm trying to prevent DOMS. Now, as I mentioned in previous episodes is that one of the best ways to prevent DOMS is just not to train beyond your threshold of what you're capable of tolerating. So that's another episode. But let's say all you wanna do is, you know you're gonna be a little bit sore tomorrow, which is normal. All you wanna do is try to reduce how sore you are. Then what I'll do is after activity, same kind of thing, whatever pressure and percussive setting you can tolerate and relax into, try to go over and cover your whole muscle. But more so after training, I will tend to try to use the direct pressure or location approach. Meaning that after you go over your whole muscle, if there's a certain area that's really tight, tender, maybe a little bit more sensitive, all I'll do is I'll just keep the percussion or the massage gun right over that spot. And then just try to breathe through your nose, relax as much as possible, downregulate your system, and just let the percussion kind of do its work and help you to loosen up that spot. And again, it probably won't go away completely, the sensitivity, but once you feel like you can relax a little bit more and it's less sensitive to when you started, then that's a good sign. That's something that will help to aid in your recovery. So again, how to use it for warm up? I'm thinking more blood flow, trying to get my muscles prepped. For cool down or recovery, I'm trying to relax into it as much as possible and make certain areas, specific areas, a little less sensitive or ability to tolerate the vibration or the percussion a little bit more. Now the key thing here with how to use it, and this is my take, my experience using other tools as well. How to use it is that you want the percussion to do the work for you meaning that you don't necessarily need to apply more pressure, more weight pushing down into your tissue, just a little weight just to keep it in contact so it's not bouncing off of your tissues, that's enough. Typically the weight of the gun, maybe slightly more, like five pounds of pressure, that's more than enough. Now the reason why, especially for those with consumer-based massage guns, if you push down into your tissue, you may think that you may be getting more benefit, but that's debatable. I would argue that you're probably not getting any more benefit than if you just had the weight of the massage gun or about five pounds of pressure resting on your muscle and then the percussion doing the work. I don't think there's that much of a difference. But the biggest thing why I don't push down into the tissue with the massage gun is because even though these are well-made devices, when you start to push down in the massage gun, you are going to wear down the massage gun. I think for me, at least this is what makes sense to me. I think that's how you break your massage gun or you make it not last as long. So you don't wanna push down excessively because one, you're not getting any more benefit and two, you're gonna wear down the device and you're gonna break your massage gun. So that's anyway, the simple message that I like to use, especially with my massage gun, a lot of my athletes and clients use it. 
I don't need you to push down because you're not going to get much more benefit and you're going to probably break the massage gun and then we're going to need to buy a new one. So anyway, that's the short snippet of how to use it. Other than that, the only other precaution that I have is don't go over very superficial bony landmarks and don't go over superficial nerve landmarks. So a lot of times if I'm massaging over a certain area and I know there's a bony landmark or bursa typically over the bony landmark or common peroneal nerve behind your fibular head, right? The lateral gastroc area. I'll put my hand there to block it so I'm not going to go over that spot and then I'll kind of use my hand as a guide to stay away from that spot. So that's another thing. Again, you need to know some anatomy. You need to know, understand where you're using it. For the average person though, an athlete, if you go over your bone, it's very uncomfortable. So most people know stay away from the superficial bony landmarks and work more on the muscular tissue. So that is in a nutshell, how to use it. And that is the instruction that I give to most people that are using a massage gun or buying a massage gun for the first time. Okay. And the last point I want to go over is that, do you need a massage gun? And I think this comes down to what other tools do you have? Is this something that you value? Is the cost the right price point for you? because I will say that you don't necessarily need a massage gun. Many of my athletes, myself personally too, we use the yoga tune-up balls. It's just a massage tool that you can roll and get loosening and pressure in certain areas. And I think that works great. And the price point is way cheaper than any massage gun. And it's way more portable too, because taking around a massage ball that can fit in your luggage, your bag, your sports bag, and it's way more compact. For those that are looking for a little extra edge, because maybe they're training really hard, the vibration therapy or percussive therapy, it does feel really good and it helps you to relax. And anecdotally, I think most people that use it, they really like the feeling of it. It helps to get your muscles more into that baseline feeling of looseness. So because of that, it does have value. But again, the price point is typically higher. We're talking about anything from even if you get a knockoff kind of brand, anything from maybe $100 to $400, right? And the more expensive it gets, it usually has more attachments, more settings, more speeds, and it's probably just more durable. And that's what you're paying for. You're paying for this tool that's going to last hopefully for a long time, right? You can keep using this massage gun over and over again. So again, the bottom line is it really depends to you. I think it has its uses, but if you don't want to drop a couple hundred dollars, I think there's a lot of other things that you can do to address range of motion, to address relaxing your muscles, to address trying to speed up your recovery, reducing DOMS after exercise. I think there's a lot of other things that you can do. But if you do see the value and you do have the money to spend, I definitely think that it will be a good tool and something that you can add to your toolbox when it comes to whatever you're training for and your sports. So the take home message is that you can use this during warm up and cool down. Percussion therapy will help to increase your range of motion, at least so that you can get a better workout or maybe work into certain ranges of motion. And it will probably decrease some of the pain muscle tightness, muscle restriction type of feeling. And lastly, like I mentioned, it's really up to you if you need this. You can do a lot of things without a massage gun, but also a massage gun can add to your toolbox if you have the luxury and you are willing to get one. If you're watching this on YouTube or you see the thumbnail of this podcast on my website, 
Then my massage gun that I have is the Hypervolt. Again, I think it's, they're all pretty comparable, but I like the Hypervolt. I like the quietness and it's pretty compact and it gets the job done. And again, I'm putting a lot of faith that these companies do a lot of research and due diligence more so than I can do. And I'm just a consumer, just like all of you. But from my experience, the Hypervolt does a great job. And I like to have that tool in my arsenal, especially when I need to do a little bit more things that target what I talked about in this episode. So anyway, that's all that I have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I shared some valuable information. But like all of you out there, it's good to know that there's not too many studies or research evidence out there. So hopefully in the next few years or so, there'll be a lot more evidence out there and things that will help us to get more benefit out of these products. Again, go check out my YouTube channel and all of my social media channels. Everything's at HNO Movement. If you like what you're seeing, share them with family, friends, coaches, teammates, anyone that's looking to learn from these resources resources and find some value from them. And other than that, I release podcast episodes every Tuesday and I hope everyone is enjoying the holiday season. It's already December. It's very hard to believe. But other than that, have a great rest of your week, everyone. Keep training hard, train smart, and of course, take care of yourself and your health. And I'll be back here with another episode, same time, same place next week. Until then, aloha.